0: This is the Dave and Shecky Show. We got this groovy podcast for ya. Reviewing crazy tunes or quoting Twain and Sting and Doom. We'll bring ideas to share like bonus points for extra flair because it's the freaking Dave and Shecky Show. Show we're bringing you this groovy review. We might preview movies, bake some bread, or drink some smoothies. So come on, have way too much caffeine. You roll up some rivers. I'll reference some raffy. This is the Dave and Checky Show. Yes, I have an appointment. I have an appointment. Excuse me. Would you mind stepping in my way? I have an appointment.
1: Uh your appointment with today?
0: Uh, I have an appointment. this is none of your business.
1: Well, uh, I'm just going to help uh contact the person you have the appointment with to make sure that they know you're here
0: uh Hunter S. Thompson
1: Ah uh, he has stepped out.
0: uh how can I see him? Where can I how can I get to where he is?
1: Uh, well
0: okay next.
1: All right. Well, uh, sorry about that, folks. Uh, Don't you
0: hate people who have an appointment?
1: No. When
0: you're in the office waiting and all of a sudden someone has an appointment and they sneak right in ahead of you. You've been in there for 10 minutes and all of a sudden they just waltz in the door, go up and whisper in a low voice, I have an appointment. And before you know it, come right in, sir.
1: Well, there is an advantage to having an appointment.
0: What if you don't know what you need an appointment for? We're just going to make random appointments in case you need one.
1: Some people go and have appointments for maintenance reasons, whether it's the dentist, the doctor, the attorney.
0: I need a prophylactic appointment just in case uh-huh. I may or may not be ill.
1: I see. Well, did that recently happen to you or? No. I see. Well, I'm glad for that. It doesn't
0: happen to me. I'm the guy with the appointment, it turns out. Are you? Mwah. Okay.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to episode number 81. 81 of the middle-aged cool kids, super terrific podcast featuring your pals,
0: Hector and Balboa.
1: Hector.
0: Is there a guy named Hector Balboa?
1: Hector Balboa.
0: Is that a boxer? That sounds like a boxer to me.
1: It doesn't sound like a boxer to me. It's a
0: production company. It is? Hector and Balboa Productions.
1: Uh Uh-huh. What do they make?
0: They make Spanish Rocky movies.
1: Oh, okay. Hector Balboa. I see. And are uh, they like uh, what kind of Spanish? like Mexican Spanish, Spain Spanish?
0: Uh, Portuguese.
1: Portuguese is not Spanish.
0: Exactly. That's what. That's the twist. That's
1: the twist. These guys are nuts. It's, they're probably not doing very well. You in know, Spanish countries. I gotta tell you. Yeah.
0: This episode should have been episode six six six. Eh.
1: Hey. Alright Am I right? Let's uh get to it then. Today's episode uh you may remember back a few episodes ago, episode number seventy nine was all about Lost Soul, which was a documentary about the making uh of well kind of not the making of uh the Island of Doctor Moreau because in the end Richard Stanley didn't make that movie, but it is his journey trying to make the movie and then getting shut out. Um and uh it's a it's a really great documentary. I highly recommend it. But uh during that episode I looked up uh to see what was going on with Richard Stanley now, and he had just made a film that was released in uh last year with nicholas cage one of our other favorites so this week's episode is all about color out of space look at this
2: all those years in the big city we finally got out we're living the dream maybe
1: it is a dream
2: Everything just blew up. Big flash. Like a pink light. Or actually, I don't even know what color it was. It wasn't like any color I'd ever seen
0: before. It looks
1: like a meteorite.
0: It's radioactive. I mean, it's from space, right? Meteorites are generally no more dangerous than ordinary rocks.
2: How can something that big just disappear? Did you plant those? No. Ward, you come here for a sec. Oh, God.
1: What are you doing? Shh. It's talking to me. Who's talking to you? A man in the
2: well. It's in the static. It's in the moisture. It's in here is out there. And what's out there is in here now. Everything's under control. <laughs> In denial, that ding from the meteorite changes everything around it. It's
1: just a color. No! But it burns. Can you believe me now?
2: I don't know what I believe anymore. No!
0: is going to be a-okay color out of space what does that even mean man
1: well uh color out of space is actually a a short story by hp lovecraft uh much like the island of dr moreau uh Richard Stanley took a short story or uh, He loves the classics He seems to love the classic horror movies or He also loves books.
0: the devil
1: uh, I don't know about that oh. but uh, he once again took a classic uh, horror uh, story created the script and uh, this time he went about making the movie Now you're telling me mm-hmm.
0: the original book Yes. Starts off with some crazy bitch in a circle worshiping the devil.
1: Well, that is... Because I think
0: he added that.
1: He certainly did add that.
0: Well, there you go. Okay. So, once again, Jimmy Page on set.
1: (laughs) You're right about that. He did add... uh, He He, took... Yeah. He can't get enough of the devil. He loves the devil. Well, she was, uh, I think, Wiccan... Is what they said. So that's not supposed to be devil worship.
0: Well, let me tell you something. Uh huh. You mess with the bull, you get the cow. You get the horns. Well, that too. Fool me once, cheeseburger. All
1: right. So let's let's. People have no idea what we're talking about. So let's just give them a little background.
0: I'm just saying a man's into the devil. All
1: right. Well, that may or may not be true. But
0: uh, it wasn't even part of the book.
1: Well, Talk about
0: taking liberties. Okay. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, I got a Ford commercial, and it's uh, The Exorcist 2. What do you mean? I'm saying he, he took something that had nothing to do with the devil and made it all about the devil. Okay. I uh, mean, essentially, the girl cursed the whole house and brought down the whole thing upon herself.
1: She was doing a... Okay. The movie opens with a young lady, uh, you know, trying to uh, cast a spell. A young uh, teenage girl, very cute, in the middle of the woods by herself, uh, trying to cast a spell. And we find out the spell is she wants to uh, rid her mother of cancer.
0: Her mother should have been Veruca Salt.
1: That would have been great, but uh, I don't know that uh, she was available. Veruza. What's her name? Veruza Balk. Balk. Ah. Uh, Anyway.
0: ah
1: that is Dave's Mark Normand impression. Just uh, if you're keeping score, um, so it's opens with her doing a, a spell, uh, a little ritual in the uh, middle no, of the no, woods. No, no, okay, that's
0: no, not a no big deal.
1: She's her mom apparently has cancer, and she's trying to rid the cancer uh, from her mom. And uh, up, 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 she gets interrupted by a young gentleman who is. Uh, Seems to be surveying the area.
0: Sorry, I'm sorry to intrude. This hey is private you. property. Oh, I was told this is county land.
1: County land ends at the river, you're trespassing.
0: They said the mayor notified all the property owners. I, I apologize. Well, first I've heard of it. What now? Sorry, I'm uh, I'm Ward Phillips. I'm doing a survey of the valley for Hydrolet. The hydroelectric Company. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh huh. There were so many black people in this movie; it could have been the colors of Benetton. And second of all, there was so much witchcraft; I thought I was watching a Disney film.
1: Okay, I don't. I don't recognize that there was so many black people in this movie. Oh,
0: just one—that's enough. Okay. Believe me, I
1: don't, Dave. What? Stop it!
0: I'm just saying he did a good job.
1: I'm just, okay, he's yes, he's
0: he well, look, he uh, was the main character.
1: That's true, as in the book.
0: Oh, snap. A black man was in the book in, no, in the 1800s? No. Someone's taking liberties again. There was
1: no mention of any colors of mm. uh, any of the skin in the book. Man. They could have all been black people for all H. I know.
0: H.R. Lovecraft, not H.R. Love Equal Rights. It's H.P. Exactly. All right.
1: Anyway, uh, so the guy is surveying in the in the story and uh, kind of kind of leaves the scene and then a meteorite comes and crashes in the uh on the property of the family the gardner family what the hell happened here
2: well it was last night i was in bed with my wife and it was the first time that we you know since the operation and then there was this boom like 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 a sonic boom and a big flash like a pink light Or actually, I don't even know what color it was. It wasn't like any color I'd ever seen before. And then everything just blew up or
0: fell from the sky. (laughs) Now, How old was the girl supposed to be?
1: I believe she's supposed to be 13, 14, 15. I don't know. It's not a girl in the book. Okay. Okay, I will say this for Richard Stanley. Uh, This the, The original story by Lovecraft... He had to change it up for today. I mean, there's just no way you don't, unless you're doing a period piece.
0: Have you ever heard of someone with the name Lovecraft ever in your life?
1: That's a real name.
0: I never met one. Okay. I have never met a Lovecraft I didn't like.
1: All right. Well, there you go. Uh, So, he had to take this, uh, you know, and the same goes with his, I have recommended that you read his Island of uh, Dr. Moreau script. Um as opposed to the book as opposed to what actually uh, got made in the movie um his script is far and away much better than the movie they made fair enough the mo- in the movie they they <clears throat> they bring in this weird technology of the staff and how the staff and these all these uh, island uh, beasts have these implants and it's it's a little uh more far fetched it's it's not it's not quite that way in the in the book, obviously, nor in his script. So, um, but he has to he has to modernize this story a bit and uh, also change the way it's told uh, because it's told in a in a kind of a first person uh, way narrative in the book because it's it's somebody who talked to somebody and that the person he talked to told him the story now
0: who's talking in the beginning of the movie
1: in the beginning of the movie is a narration of the surveying guy and it is i can't again not taken directly but very much relies on the original lovecraft uh story
0: west of arkham the hills rise wild. There are valleys with deep woods and no axe is ever cut. There are dark, narrow glens where the trees slope fantastically where thin brooklets trickle
1: without ever having caught a glimpse of sunlight.
0: Lovecraft was he English?
1: <laughs> it's a short story. He's an American author.
0: God damn him.
1: However. However, his father was like a, a Britophile, like loved... Britophile. He loved British things. He, he loved the way they spoke. So he was very... um. He he instilled this sense of proper grammar, uh, do things the way the English do, as far as, you know, you're speaking, you're spelling. And he answered
0: the phone going, Hello?
1: just just as far as your everything i think and so lovecraft at a very young age uh became an an editor of uh you know i don't want to say
0: what happened to lovecraft is he alcoholic
1: he passed away
0: well of course but what happened to him
1: he had uh he had a form of cancer
0: called alcoholism
1: no Anyway, so he, um...
0: I'm just saying, most of these writers are alcoholics.
1: That's probably true. Um, he... I, I don't recall that him that being a big deal with him, I don't think so. I think he was an introverted type of guy. Um... And, uh... He, he liked reading, and he... Eventually liked writing, and then he wrote a lot. And he's inspired a lot of people, um... And this, this story is, The Color Out of Space is basically a story about a meteorite that comes down, lands in a, on the property of the Gardner family, and changes them in terrible ways until, spoiler alert, the demise of the, the family and the property as well.
0: Yeah. I didn't think that they resolved a lot of stuff in this movie.
1: Okay, like what?
0: Like, what was, uh, for instance, Nicolas Cage has, he's the only person who was complaining about that awful smell the whole time. Uh huh. And he was coughing and all that kind of stuff. So, what, what was that? How did that affect him?
1: They, I guess they were all affected a bit differently in the story. You in would the- think
0: there'd be some sort of significance, though.
1: In the story, they also were all uh, affected differently.
0: All right.
1: I mean, it all ends the same way for them, uh, mm, pretty much all of them. But they were they were affected differently in the in the book um, and in the you know what? I, let's start off with the movie since that's what we're really here for. All
0: right.
1: I will say from the opening shot throughout the whole movie. The whole time I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking, okay, I'm watching this to see what Richard Stanley was capable of, given a healthy budget. And I I don't know who hired the camera guy or if Richard worked very closely with him, but almost every shot is just beautiful, especially the woods and everything. And it just reminded me of... uh, you know how the, how there were some really nice shots uh, in the location for the Moreau movie
0: Oh, a shot or Nash nice. okay but
1: did, did that does, was that anything that crossed your mind at all
0: yes it was well it was picturesque and well shot
1: i agree with that
0: and I realized, the reason i noticed that was cuz it was so slow moving all i could concentrate on was the scenery that for the first part
1: Okay, that's that's interesting and fine. slow
0: to start like an old movie from the seventies or something.
1: Okay. But I don't
0: The thing is now I feel like he's torn between two lovers, feeling like a fool. Which who's who is this? Richard Stanley. Why is that? One lover is classic film. Uh-huh. And really nicely shot cinematography. Mm-hmm. And heavy concepts, you uh-huh. know, more like a classic old film. Uh-huh. With acting and stuff. Yes. And then the other side is some sort of horror movie meets LSD trip. Like, he basically, like, imagine he read this book, mm-hmm. ate some acid, lost his mind, mm-hmm. and then reworked the story. Because this movie is so psychedelic and out there. I know that H.P. Lovecraft didn't interpret That was not, I can't, couldn't be part of the book. This movie was, like, abstract. There was portals into space, weird, crazy shit. I don't think... I think that's all Richard Stanley, probably.
1: No. The story mm. was a... Yeah, what is it? Was this, there's a portal into space. Portal! There's a portal at the end. So, um, the movie is...
0: Wait, right, now you're telling me that the book has the mother and child joining together no and having sex with the girl who's only
1: 13 is that what was happening that's what was happening no oh
0: yeah yeah that's what was happening
1: are you serious
0: yeah but they didn't didn't go into depth on that
1: that no that did not happen but
0: (laughs) why did he shoot him why'd he shoot her
1: because it was looked like she was about to eat, eat the girl's face off
0: eat her it was thrusting into her.
1: It was? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't look for that sort of thing, so that's not how I saw it. The mother was maybe thrusting that says in. More about God you. knows
0: what the kid was doing.
1: All right. Dave is jumping all around, and he's going to assume that you've seen the movie, I'm and I rightly assume that you haven't.
0: As beautiful as it is, maybe a pedophile Satanist.
1: Uh, okay i i don't i don't think he, well I'm just saying th- he I stands I, in
0: the ranks of Steven Spielberg and those likes
1: I don't want to throw the word pedophile around because it really is a, a terrible well, you told thing me to the be.
0: Girl's thirteen
1: i don't know in the- in the book it's a it's a it's a boy and it's fifteen hey no. and he's not the
0: okay was the surveyor looking at his legs
1: no, so there's this there's this there is this added weirdness about the girl. She does seem very young. And Calling I guess... Benny
0: Mardonis. Calling Benny Mardonis. Okay,
1: you know what? Now that you're telling me about it, I I do kind of think there is this weird...
0: call I call for Benny Mardonis? There's
1: a 15-year-old girl, 13-year-old girl in the movie, and she is dressed inappropriately for yeah. uh, for her age. I She's got
0: legs, and she knows how to use them.
1: She's got... She's got shorts on, which are fine. She also has fishnet stockings, which to me was odd. An odd choice.
0: The whole thing's odd.
1: And then she has the, you know what? You just, yes, the whole thing is odd.
0: Now, what I liked most about the movie was Nicolas Cage.
1: If you don't
2: mind, it's time we milk the alpacas. Milk the what? It's not like milking a goat. You don't get a lot of milk from an alpaca. It takes great patience technique. And of course, you have to be very gentle with the uh, bobs. But, once you get them warmed up.
0: Oh, nice one, Dad.
2: Yeah, I find mixing a little fennel into their feed increases the yield and improves the flavor. Would you like a taste? Oh, no. Lactose intolerant. You're lost.
1: Well, you know what? We haven't even talked about Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage, he is one of those actors now, much like uh, Michael Madsen, who, if you give him money, he will show up and do the job. I don't know if he needs much direction because he is Nicolas Cage, and I think if you're hiring Nicolas Cage... You and he both know why you're hiring him. Because he is his own guy and he's going to give his own interpretation of anything, right? I don't know that Nicolas Cage gets much direction.
0: I would assume he has a vision.
1: I think so. Nicolas Cage is exactly what you'd expect in this movie. He's terrific, right?
0: Well, he's good, that's true.
1: He's terrific in this movie.
0: I would agree he's very good. He's... Now, you can't compare it to what he did in A Vampire's Kiss. Is that what it's called? No. That's not what I mean,
1: called. no, yes, that's what it's called. But no, I wouldn't compare. I mean, he's so much older.
0: I mean, it's good, but it's not as inspired as that.
1: This is the thing. He was a young, hungry actor back then. He is probably an older, jaded actor now. And, uh... He pulled it
0: out a couple of times
1: he's, he's, I think he's terrific in this movie I think this movie is Bordering on greatness, actually I am not a fan Of the genre, I don't like to be Scared at all, I don't like The tension, I don't like it It makes me feel ill I, I wish it didn't, I wish I Loved horror movies, I wish I loved roller coasters. I don't I just don't like that Feeling of being thrilled it's uh, fucking scary
0: I think The Shining was a lot better
1: I'm not giving it a 10 David I don't want to reveal what I am giving it But I'm not giving it a 10 But I do think That it's A. It's beautifully shot B. The effects The effects Are oh. lovely I mean in some points They're not lovely and they're horrific and disgusting But I think they are well done
0: I would say they were well done
1: I think the only thing not to like about this movie for me is that it's in a genre that totally scares the shit out of me
0: Uh, for me there wasn't enough resolved just too many things and not enough resolution
1: okay so let me I'll just tell you briefly about the story the story is a short story uh, I read it in a, an hour or two hours, maybe. I don't know. I don't recall. But uh, after, after watching the movie, I do what I do, and I go down little rabbit holes to see what I can see.
0: Short story. That
1: sounds like an epic. It's,
0: Magic. Imagine if I said, i got to tell you something, and we talked for two hours, and I was just telling you a story.
1: I mean, back in the day, there was, when this was written, there was no, there was no TV. There might not even have been radio, actually. Yeah. As far as I know. Maybe there was. I don't know. Uh, So this was... uh, The the story is set up that the surveyor um, is on his way to the town of Arkham. And uh, as he's walking into town, he passes by this property that is just... Gives him a weird feeling. Everything's gray uh it's just it's just he does it it makes him very uneasy and he gets past it as quickly as possible he gets to the town they are the the story the backstory of the main characters is the same it's a it's a guy who works for the county or the state they're going to put a reservoir in they're going to uh so all of the area of the certain area is going to be underwater. That's the truth in both stories. Ah. What, what is that?
0: I didn't even know. Also, I let you go. Ah.
1: Uh, okay.
0: You know, they do that. They did that. They,
1: they did still that do it.
0: They did that to places. Mm-hmm. And now those towns are underwater.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. They move everybody out. I guess they give them money for their homes or or something. I don't know how they do it. But uh, there's one upstate. What town is that? I don't know. Is it like Colchester or something? I don't know
0: what Chester is.
1: All right. Uh, So that part is the same. Um, But in in the book, he asked the people about this weird area he passed by that is just so weird.
0: And the people go, what area? There hasn't been an area there since 1900. That area burned up. There's no area there. That's how the book should have gone. Well, everybody loves that story arc.
1: He, they don't, they don't tell him anything really. They're like, oh, we don't just, talk
0: to Negroes.
1: He was. We don't know what color he was in the book. Oh, but uh, you know, somebody says, "Oh, go ask this guy uh, about it." He tells all these wild tales about it.
0: Uh, so now hold on a second, uh-huh. That is Tommy Chong, yes, I thought he was the worst character in the movie
1: uh, he's real character in the movie, but in the in the book, I mean he's a real character in the book as well, but in the book he also is married, and he's married, m- okay, so in the movie, there's uh, the Tommy Chong character named Ezra.
0: they smoke weed,
1: no. Uh, Ezra lives on the property, he's kind of a squatter, hippie, doing his own thing.
0: Hippie. This is pre-hippie, isn't it? When was this written?
1: No, I'm saying in the movie.
0: I'm saying in the book. When was the in book? In the
1: book, he's not a hippie.
0: When was the book written? Just so I can understand what the hell I'm dealing with. here. So I can understand what kind of a lunatic we've let loose on set.
1: Written in March of 1927.
0: Okay. Things were normal. That's what we call the Roaring Twenties. I see. Okay, go on.
1: So, uh, in the book, he's he's not a uh, uh, pot smoking squatter like he is in the movie. In and the book, why
0: why was he in the movie? That's just see what I'm mean? now. That waters down the whole. That just to me, uh, it will water down the whole movie.
1: Well, in the book, he's the guy. Uh, his name is not Ezra. It's like... Uh, shoot. I,
0: I That's poor choice, I think.
1: Amy, I think. It, I don't know what Amy is short for. Why?
0: Oh. Why Tommy Chong? Why not something weird like, you know, Billy Bob Thornton or something?
1: Well, Tommy Chong? Maybe. In, he's a goofball.
0: It, it gives the movie... It, it loses its edge with that.
1: I see. Well, in the in the in the movie, Tommy Chong is a, you know, just a secondary character. Uh, I think he's there as a nod to the original uh, story, because in the original story, the, this character uh, is the guy who tells the story to our hero, to our major character, to the surveyor.
0: I understand that.
1: So he uh,
0: should have been. What's his name? The guy with the low voice and the mustache. Sam Elliott. Now, see, him? But see what I'm saying? That's how much he should have been him. You knew what I was talking about just by the description. I know what you're talking about
1: because we He is married. for dinner.
0: Batman is what's for dinner. I understand. So <clears throat> Tommy Chong is what's for after dinner. You know what I'm talking about.
1: Oh, I guess. Uh, so I, the book and the movie are very similar or the story and the movie are very similar, but they are also uh, quite different in, the, in, in some ways. The Tommy Chong character, secondary guy, hippie who lives in a, a trailer squatting on the land uh, who gets high with uh, the kids. In the story, this guy is um, a neighbor. He's not squatting on the same property. He's a neighbor who uh, goes in and checks on the family you know they're in the in the deep woods. Basically, they're in a in a part of the of their state that is not, is very far from anything else. I mean, and they do say something about that in the in the movie.
2: What? What's that? Mayor, wait. Is there a doctor around here who's open on weekends? My son isn't feeling well. We can and I just try the
1: hospital in Arkham. Yeah, you know, they usually have somebody on the emergency desk. Isn't there anywhere closer? Welcome to life in the sticks. So. There's that similarity. It's a it's a hardship for somebody to come to their house.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, the atomic chunk thing is a problem for me.
1: All right. Well, in the book and in the movie, the meteorite comes and uh, it lands close to the house, and it exudes this crazy color that is not a, a color in nature.
0: That's cool. They were thinking about that stuff in the twenties.
1: Yeah, I mean that's interesting, and it's interesting. Um, it's interesting how they handled that in uh, in the movie too. That
0: could easily be Spielberg. A well, Spielberg concept.
1: The, just the story in general. You think? Yep. Well, maybe yeah. he's you know maybe he's borrowed from that sort of uh, thinking.
0: Uh, go on. I'll tell you if anything else strikes me as being odd.
1: Oh, do that, Dave. Yeah. So, uh,
0: and then you get back to Richard and tell him I want to talk. Uh, the meteor. Rich I want to say Richard. Uh huh. I just like to. I like to say that. Why? I don't know. Sounds good. Richard.
1: Uh, all right. It's
0: almost like clearing your throat.
1: All right. Uh. Anyway, so the movie, <laughs> the movie in this, and the book progress from there. Um. The. The media does come the news the local news station uh comes in both cases uh in the in the in the in the book it's the news reporters from the local newspaper right and uh in the movie it's the local action news team right
2: could you please tell us exactly what happened? Well, there was a boom. Uh, it was a couple nights ago a boom, and a flash of light, and a vibration, and we came out, and we saw this uh, large uh, rock. Horrible. And, was, had some Hideous. Smoke and, uh, oh, my God. Couldn't somebody have given me a comb? Jesus! Arkham resident Nathan Gardner, who claims that an unidentified flying object landed in his... UFO witness? You said UFO. I didn't say UFO. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Teresa, can you get out of here, please?
1: See, this is the thing also with the Richard Stanley script is that he incorporates uh, quite a bit of like dark humor or just humor in, he weaves in humor in in this movie in between the, the scary stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. I think is great. That is not at all like the story.
0: Yeah, I think that was the part of the problem. You think so? Yeah, that's why I don't like the Tommy Chan. Now, I don't mind the kid getting high. That's fine, mm-hmm. but you know, enough is enough. Uh,
1: so what happens in the book? and this is where it it gets quite a bit different. In the book, they they send a team out, and they're testing this this stuff.
0: What the water? Oh, the uh, the, astro- uh, the asteroid. The meteorite. Meteorite.
1: They call it in the book... What's the
0: difference between a meteorite and an asteroid that hits the Earth?
1: The meteorite, I think, is uh, chunks of something that's that's broken apart.
0: So it was an asteroid?
1: Asteroids are big. Okay. Uh,
0: Fair enough to say that a meteorite might be a piece of an asteroid. But an asteroid is never a piece of a meteorite.
1: That's probably true, that second statement. Um... So they don't really call it a meteorite; they call it an aerolite here.
0: Ah, it sounds like something I want to buy and commute to work on.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, but it means the same thing. There's a lot of actually words Wait, it, uh, in the book or the movie in the book.
0: Yeah, see, I like the book.
1: You should read the book. I mean, it's not a book; it's like a short it story.
0: Okay. Oh, right, you got it on tape. All right. Uh,
1: you know, I was thinking about doing a book on tape. Uh, my voice doesn't hold up so much anymore, but. This is all of this H.P. Lovecraft stuff is uh, public domain.
0: I'm doing a book on tape, too. It's all Eddie Van Halen guitar solos.
1: <laughs> That's going to be the greatest book ever.
0: I don't know who can, who can do that. Maybe I need to get Eddie to do it. Maybe, well, Maybe I just put out his albums.
1: Yeah, why don't you just do that?
0: Isolated tracks. Uh-huh. That's what I'm doing. Never mm-hmm. mind. I'm putting guitar solos on YouTube. <laughs> okay, thank you.
1: Oh, Dave. Anyway, so the, uh, the media comes in, in the movie. It's handled uh, in a much more funny way than it is in the book. Uh, in look, the book, scientists look. also come and, and excavate, excavate a part of this thing.
0: Uh, when it comes to media, funny. I got it th- in a movie. Uh-huh. The first thing I think of is, what about Bob? Now, this was no what about Bob, and this was no Shining. I see. I'm just saying maybe he should stop taking the mushrooms and start growing them.
1: All right. Uh anyway. What give, about Bobby? Give a man
0: a mushroom, uh-huh. he trips for a day. Mm-hmm. Give him a spore, he trip for a lifetime.
1: All right. Uh so in both the stories, uh the meteorites that lands uh is starts affecting everyone and and everything. Oh, um, what
0: were those red flowers all over there? They didn't explain. This is what I'm saying. It wasn't resolved. They didn't resolve the flowers. They didn't. What was that bug? They didn't resolve that.
1: The meteorite turned everything I see, feel like the I've same color that. as it emitted. I feel like I've seen that
0: before. Like a Star Trek episode or something.
1: Well, this came first.
0: Hey, so what was chicken
1: or the egg? It's the, the HP Lovecraft short story.
0: Well, it was the chicken or the egg.
1: Uh-huh. Uh so in the in the book they do explain it a little bit more, but it does uh it changes everything around it. Uh vegetables, flowers, the grass.
0: People, how come they didn't turn purple? Uh
1: it changes almost everything around it to this color. Um uh, in the book, this this happens over a year. In the movie, I think maybe two or three days. Right?
0: Oh we got we, we have a short attention span nowadays.
1: Yeah, I mean no, I read that book uh Save the Cat. Yes. And uh
0: this follows that pattern.
1: It you know, it, it probably does. I'll say it probably does, but uh in that book or in that yeah, in that book they say that uh it your movies and maybe even your books should take place over a couple days if you want to follow this particular formula. So Gotcha. Anyway, so this uh, b- the the book a, a year. The movie a couple days. So in in the book and in the movie, um, Nathan Gardner is very excited because he's got huge tomatoes, huge apples. They're amazing. They're great. He's he's harvesting the stuff and he's and bringing that. it into the kitchen, and uh, it all tastes terrible. Well, it maybe all tastes maybe he like. Should
0: have let someone else try before he freaked
1: out. Tastes like ass. But in the in the
0: put a little ketchup on that motherfucker.
1: They all start acting weird. All the people start acting weird. The mom gets locked in the attic, uh, or maybe locked in a bedroom, because she's acting weird. In the in the movie, this is where Richard Stanley's uh, really whacked out vision of things comes comes to light here, mm-hmm. because they're they're not just acting weird, but they are starting to look really fucked up and uh it's almost like you know the thing right
0: uh yeah i guess I, can, I can't remember what happened with the thing they all got sick
1: no i'm just saying the monster in the thing
0: oh i don't remember the Sorry.
1: mom the mom fuses with the, the kid and they look they turn into almost a spider being
0: What's the movie in on the north in the North Pole? The Thing. That's the Thing with Kurt Russell.
1: That's right. John Carpenter's The Thing.
0: Yeah, now that's what I call horror.
1: That's ho- that's yeah. That's but see, I would give that one a nine or a ten, wouldn't you?
0: I can't remember it. Have to watch it again, but I recall it being decent. Much better than The Mist.
1: Mm. I didn't like The Mist. Some people love The Mist. I was not one of those people. Um, so. The story, the book, the short story, the Lovecraft version, um, people start turning grayer and grayer and grayer, just like the, the grass and the trees and everything around. They kind of, they kind of bloom this weird color and then they get gray and then they just kind of crumble. In and, the book? In the book. And uh, Except for the trees. The oh. trees are alive.
0: When the f- surveyor comes in the book and he notices the grey property mm-hmm. is that before or after the meteorite?
1: When the surveyor comes the meteorite's been gone for 30-40 years.
0: So it already had come. Yeah. But not in the movie.
1: That's right. That's So they changed the, uh, they changed the, the timing of it.
0: Oh. Well see why don't you just write your own book? Well, write your own material motherfucker. Stop interpreting someone else's shit. I mean, what are you, Jeff Beck? I don't know what that means. The, the man's never written a song in his life.
1: Oh, shit. Okay. Well, I'm sorry all the you best, Jeff Beck fans. The best
0: guitar soloist in the world can't write for shit.
1: So what happens is that people do this. Uh, Lovecraft, in this instance, uh, H.G. Wells in some other instances, but even more, more than anyone else, I think, people do this with uh, Philip K. Dick.
0: Hey, we don't gotta call them names. Philip K is enough.
1: Do so you know what K stands for?
0: Constantinople. Kindred. Hey. So. Oh, what is he, a hippie?
1: Philip K. Dick wrote a lot of stories with amazing ideas in them. Uh, which one did he write again? Minority Report, Blade Runner. Uh,
0: Blade Runner? I thought that was uh, Ridley Scott. That he was the director. What's he, what am I thought? about? This guy's got a director. Of, can't some... What is... Can't... Is, what is it? Just Woody Allen? You gotta marry your daughter in order to be a genius around okay. here? Oh, my God. The hell am I... Who... Can't you direct and write your own thing? Rocky, hello, Colin Balboa.
1: Okay. I, I, you're, what the fuck, man? I'm just saying that a lot of these movies are based on Philip K. Uh, Dick... You know they didn't
0: base his movie on something? Mm-hmm. Worse than fucking Wells.
1: What? What?
0: No wine before it's time, Orson Welles. All right.
1: So, uh, I don't know what you're getting at. Are you upset that there's no. Just saying,
0: you know, Mm -hmm. he's interpreting all these people's works, changing them entirely, and making them on acid and adding adding devil worshiping, you know, all in a nice, pretty box sent home to mom. And uh, quite frankly, why doesn't he just write his own story and direct that? Reenacting it. Why? Like I said in the last podcast do a one man show on Broadway, you creep.
1: All right, I don't let's know. See a, what,
0: let's see a Devil Worship on Broadway, you weirdo.
1: Okay, I th- I think you are seemingly very angry today, at Richard saying. Stanley. But yeah. I will say to everyone listening, He's if not there's anyone left after the movie, Dave was like, "That was really good." Well,
0: it's good, okay. but you know, it's not as good as some other things. And but yeah. you know, when you when you pick it apart, I don't understand why certain things are introduced and not resolved, and why he changed uh, certain other
1: things changed so many things, Moses would well write his own book. But you didn't know he changed things until just now. I didn't. We didn't discuss
0: this. Yeah, he's lucky. Let me tell you something. If I was a diehard H.P. Lovecraft fan, boy, would I be fuming.
1: I don't know why you would be fuming. Well,
0: let's get one on the phone. Can you find an H.P. Lovecraft fan? Because I can't.
1: Well, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure that if there's anyone listening right now, still, uh, they will contact you and say, "Hey, I am that fan."
0: I dare you to watch this movie and then tell me if you enjoyed the interpretation. That's all I'm saying.
1: He won this. This movie won the best feature at the HP Lovecraft Film Festival.
0: Oh, what a so, what a surprise! There are a ton how of many films were there?
1: One. There are a ton of HP Lovecraft people out there.
0: What are they? You got top hats and monocles? I don't know. Is it steampunk? But I'm it getting a steampunk also, vibe. Also, uh,
1: was a nominee at the Catalonian International Film Festival. Uh, I
0: think he made that one up. Is that in his backyard?
1: It was nominated for Official Fantastic Competition.
0: Oh uh, yeah, I tried to get into that one.
1: Uh, so look.
0: Let me tell you something. Uh
1: huh. And it was also the audience choice award at the Lovecraft Film Festival.
0: Yeah, the audience was handcuffed and, and forced to sit.
1: What is wrong with you?
0: <laughs> well, what are the other entries?
1: I don't know.
0: Steven Spielberg? Did he answer? I'm just He's, saying. I don't know Who that he competing. made a
1: Lovecraft movie. That's
0: what I'm saying. This is a small fucking uh, competition.
1: Maybe. But you know what? I think it's... What other
0: books are they by Lovecraft? (coughs) That I would know.
1: Fiction? Poetry? uh, Or just... uh,
0: Anyone that sounds familiar.
1: The Alchemist.
0: I've never heard of such a thing.
1: Ashes.
0: That sounds good. At
1: the Mountains of Madness.
0: Of course not.
1: Azathoth. What? Azathoth. The Battle That Ended the Century. The Beast in the Cave. Beyond the Wall of Sleep. The Book. The Call of Cthulhu.
0: Whoa, hey. The yeah. Case
1: of Charles Dexter Ward. The Cats of Ulthar. Selefius. All
0: right, this guy has a speech impediment. The Challenge
1: from Beyond. Collapsing Cosmoses. Wait a yeah, minute, The Challenge from Beyond. The color sounds... Out of Space. Oh, cool of such... air. The Crawling Chaos. The Curse of Yig. Dagon.
0: I gotta tell you. Death,
1: yeah. Dumb, and Blind. Dagon. Uh-huh. The Descendant. The Diary of Alonzo Typer. I've never heard of any
0: of these things.
1: Because these are... These are the diaries of a madman. These... No. These are horror. This is what he did. He would write stories and submit them to... Back in the in the day, there were comic uh, books. Beda There were comic books, and there were also other kind of uh, comic-y book things called, like, Strange Tales.
0: He should have written a song poem.
1: Uh-huh. Anyway, he's got quite a bit of... Uh, Short story, uh, others, of short stories, some shorter than others, but stuff. all of them, I believe, are pretty firmly in the horror genre. Yeah,
0: horrible. <clears throat> did yeah. he write on Golden Pond? He
1: did not yeah. write on Golden okay, Pond. Okay,
0: well then I don't want to talk about him. What
1: the fuck is wrong with you?
0: I'm just thinking, now that's a quality piece.
1: <laughs> okay, see, but that's you not you a horror. You want to see some action? you watch
0: that man on the pond. Okay, Dave. That is That is tense.
1: Color out of space I think is
0: you're gonna give it a nine.
1: Not as faithful to the original as maybe Dave would like.
0: Oh well, that's what I'm saying. I, I am entirely <clears throat> surprised that he didn't change the name of the of the movie even
1: uh, okay I...
0: uh, that sounds to me like something my lunatic would talk about color out of space. What are you talking about? What are you Picasso?
1: The, the name hello of the... Dr.
0: Abstracto come back.
1: The name of the original is The Color Out of Space, and he does spell it with an O-U-R at the end because his father, as I said, instilled this what is sense he, Vernon of Reed? Britishness to him. Um, the Color Out of Space is a science fiction horror short story by American author H.P. Lovecraft, written in March of 1927. In the tale, an unnamed narr- uh, narrator pieces together the story of an area known by the locals as the Blasted Heath. In the wild hills west of the fictional town of Arkham, Massachusetts, see the narrator discovers that many years ago a meteorite crashed there, poisoning every living being. Every living being nearby.
0: It should have been. They should have done that. It should have taken place in the fifties. And and uh, why modernize it to now?
1: Vegetation grows large but foul-tasting. Animals are driven mad and deformed into grotesque shapes. And the people. Go insane or die one by one. So there are some... Well, at least
0: they didn't overwhelm the, the healthcare system.
1: Yes, they flattened the curve there in Arkham. Um, I will say that in the, the beginning narration of the movie and at the end narration of the movie, he he does take from the original story. Right. So I think he, he does his best to keep to the original story, but it is impossible... Especially if you're trying to make a commercial movie, you, you, just, there is a checklist of things you need to have in a movie uh, to make it commercial.
0: Did China invest in this one?
1: No, they did not. That That's is another good. interesting thing about this movie. Um, it is a, the production company is Spectre Vision.
0: Oh, those guys. Do you know them? No, no.
1: It is a company founded by Elijah Wood.
0: Wood? If he could.
1: So I'm... I'm
0: <clears throat> Elijah I'm, Wood? Wait, which one is he? he he's is, the uh, midget?
1: He is Frodo.
0: He's from Lord of the Rings.
1: Yes, he's not a midget.
0: What else was he in?
1: He's been in a lot of things.
0: Was he Fez's friend?
1: Fez's friend. Fez Watley?
0: Yeah, wasn't he friend? Was with a little kid?
1: That is Jonah Bobo.
0: Oh, okay. Never mind.
1: <laughs> My God, Dave. My <laughs> Lord. I don't know. I think at this point, I'm just your interpreter. Okay. I'm not even. I'm Didn't that happen once? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Elijah Wood and uh, someone named Daniel Noah and Josh C. Waller have Spectre Vision, um, and they have produced this movie. Um, I don't know. Now, this movie cost twelve million dollars.
0: That doesn't sound like a lot unless you're a normal human being.
1: It sounds like a lot of money to me. Um, I don't know how much was spent on Nicolas Cage.
0: Ten million dollars.
1: I don't think it's ten million. I think you. Pr- my guess, and this is completely speculation on my part. My guess is Nicholas Cage says you can have me for a million dollars a week. And so, knowing that, that is how you would uh, put your schedule together.
0: Uh, that's a, a decent price.
1: That's my Not guess. How much for his brother? Uh, d- the Cope. The Cope?
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the, does the Cope freak out? I bet the Cope has a large forehead and freaks out on his own accord.
1: The Cope uh, was a DJ in New York City on uh, all of the rock stations. He was very nice to me.
0: Mark Coppola, baby. And uh, The Cope. Yeah. What are the Cope's coping with all he this? He used
1: to have a 1 1-800 800 number 1 800 The Cope. He used to have that number. That's good.
0: It That's was good great. Stuff.
1: I, I don't know if he still does, but uh, he did he cope very...
0: with being Nick Cage's brother.
1: He talked about that sometimes, because back when I met him, it was like in 89.
0: And Nick Cage was all the rage.
1: Nick Cage was uh, up and coming.
0: He was in Valley, Girl Valley and Girls. Valley
1: Girls and uh, all that stuff, yeah. Um, and plus, his, his aunt is Talia Shire. Oh. So she's also, you know.
0: She and Rocky?
1: She's Yeah, she's Adrian. And she was also in Godfather.
0: She is grocky
1: So uh, he had a lot of uh, And of course Francis Ford Coppola Is in there somewhere as well
0: Yeah and the other one Uh, The girl Yeah the girl Coppola Sophia Yes Doesn't she ruin stuff
1: Yeah she kind of does Did Uh, she shoot the
0: Godfather 3
1: She was the Godfather 3
0: (laughs) Yeah that's why there's been no Godfather 4 She killed the whole franchise
1: Yeah she really did uh, anyway, so let's get back to this movie just a little bit. So yeah, it's, This movie's
0: no Copland, okay? Okay. It's no Copland. Mas- you want a masterpiece, watch Copland. All right. On the Blu-ray version.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dave, uh, we don't own Copland. The, the We don't own it in any version. I know, but doesn't that sound right? Okay, yes. Uh, anyway, SpectraVision. LaserDisc. <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Do you have one of those purple and... Rainbow-colored vinyl albums. What do they play? A picture album. You know what I'm talking about. I
1: have no idea what you're talking the about. The
0: vinyl had a picture on it.
1: Oh, yeah, the like the Kiss uh, solo albums. There you go. I had those, and they got stolen. They now. Because they were in my car when they shouldn't have been. Um, anyway, SpectraVision, I feel like they probably didn't originally want to pay $12 million for this movie. My guess is this seems like a, a pretty high-priced movie for an indie film company. Yeah. Um, but the, the problem also is, is that it gets released, and then we've got the COVID. So, much like someone who might have released an album... They can't go and now uh, tour with that record. Right. They uh, this movie got released, and uh, it ha- I think it's it has not yet to make back uh, the amount it should. Yeah, you know why?
0: Because because the COVID, man is a worshipper of the devil. Everything he does ties into bad timing and cursed bad luck.
1: I don't. I don't. I don't. Oh think that's yeah, right. I do. Is that what you think with uh, Vince McMahon too?
0: Why he does that?
1: No, but it's shit, bad shit happens. The first time XFL happened, uh, he had a bad time, I don't and know then what there
0: Vince was nine eleven. Who knows what he does behind closed doors? And
1: then the second time COVID, <laughs> and the XFL this time was <clears throat> just great. It was something I looked forward to all the time, and it's just terrible what happened. So well, I, I'm, sorry I'm not, about I'm not ready to say that Richard Stanley is bringing on his own bad. Uh, things, but just
0: I, as it happened to the family in the movie, it happened to him, the director.
1: Okay. Anyway, it's I was like a Twilight oh, Zone episode. Oh my god! Hello. I want to th- thank you, Elijah Wood, for giving this guy the opportunity because clearly, as I was watching this, I was thinking. And again, I've read his Island of Doctor Moreau script. It's a better script than the movie that got made. It it just is. It's, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. It's it's way better. Um. It's also dark. And gory and a little dirty, so. A little. Um, well,
0: this man is confused.
1: I, well, you know, he's a he's a horror guy. There, th- there's a whole mess of weird horror, sexy movies out there.
0: I'm gonna meet. Uh, I'll see you at Fangoria. Uh
1: uh-huh. Uh. Anyway.
0: I happen to be friends with a horror movie legend.
1: That's right. But and I'm not.
0: I don't. Like I like we talk all the time or anything. But uh,
1: but if you reached out to him, but if know. I need
0: someone to stab you in the lake, I know who to call. Uh-huh.
1: We've talked about Jason.
0: Oh, don't
1: talk about him. I see.
0: Jason Page.
1: No, we've talked about Jason Page as well. Um,
0: N- Ninja Turtles.
1: No, <laughs> Pokemon.
0: Oh <laughs> shit! I'm off. I'm really off, man.
1: Dave. It's car for the course, really.
0: It's car for the course.
1: Anyway, I I'm, I'm going to ask you if you're a horror fan or a Lovecraft fan uh or an independent movie fan. I'm going to say, why don't you rent this movie on YouTube because that's where we rented it. Um It's it's worth it. And I I feel I feel bad for a company like this Elijah Woods uh Put out twelve million dollars for this movie that is beautifully shot. The effects are really great. The acting is is top notch, um, and here it's it's kind of not gonna make it. The, the acting was good. The acting is
0: great. The surveyor looked a little like uh, Kyle Penn. Kyle Penn, is that a school?
1: That's Elliot Knight.
0: Hey, Elliot Knight. That sounds like a, a, a law enforcer.
1: Elliot Knight grew up in the city of Birmingham, United Kingdom.
0: Oh, my God. He, uh, he's not, he, These English people who put on American accents.
1: You talked about the uh, Australians who do that. Boom. This uh,
0: guy's a chameleon.
1: Yeah, he's in a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I liked him. Yeah, he's great. He was great. He was the surveyor. He's been in a lot of shit the The lady who played the 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 wife, yeah, she's like a famous person. Who was she? Jolie Richardson. Sounds familiar. She's in so much stuff; it's ridiculous. Her filmography on IMDb seventy one credits. Yeah, no. she's the real deal. I'm, I'm telling you, the performances are 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 great. I I think as as much money as this movie is not making because of COVID. Uh I think Richard Stanley proves that he is the right guy for the job. That's what I'm i I'm saying. This to me was
0: What's he making next? That's a good question. He said he was making a sequel to the Doctor Mara another
1: He was well he said in a in an
0: Not gonna happen.
1: Well, who knows what's gonna happen now. But uh <laughs> yeah, this is the last thing on his director IMDb, but in a story I read on uh, Yahoo, it said that he is pitching a Island of Doctor Moreau series. Now, reading his script and now seeing this movie, I I think I think he somebody should take a chance on him.
0: We need an island of Dr. Monroe. Moreau. Dr. Monroe? Dr. Monroe, get in here. Uh, island of Dr. Monroe uh, fantasy camp.
1: Island of Dr. Like, what do you mean? You send
0: your kids off to this camp for three weeks. Oh, boy. And they may or may not come back. And if they do, they will be changed.
1: That's a, That book is, you know, I've been reading that book. I got it on Kindle for 99 cents or something. And I'd read it a little bit at night before I go to bed, which is probably not a good idea. That's just. It's scary. It's who, scary. What, who but wrote that again? That was a, uh, H.G. Wells.
0: Ah, oh, that, that reminds me of my favorite movie. Oh, never mind.
1: Oh, God. Time after time?
0: Uh, see, I just gotta do it time after time. It's like a loop.
1: It is like a loop. You're like a loop.
0: Time after time, uh-huh. featuring Cyndi Lauper. No Oh
1: Is that the Oh What was the movie called?
0: I think it's called Time After Time
1: Oh okay <laughs> Now Now I'm...
0: A stitch in nine Saves time
1: Okay Kiner's Corner
0: You know Welcome Back Carter. Uh huh Was just gonna be called Cotter They liked the song so much That they changed the name Of the series And that's the truth
1: The song's great
0: Well it was so great they had, It was just gonna be Cotter <laughs> and now welcome back,
1: Carter.
0: <laughs> Ain't that something? You ask a man to write a theme song, and all of a sudden he comes up with the title of your show.
1: Well, that's That's the, that's the beauty of John Sebastian.
0: The beauty of John Sebastian. On sale now at Walmart. <laughs> it's a bath scent.
1: Oh Well, I would probably be... I'd be down. It's
0: good, but you might end up tripping for a few days.
1: All right. <laughs> So the little girl, the 15-year-old girl, was born in 1997. So she's not 15.
0: 19 what?
1: 1997.
0: All right. So
1: she's she was 20 in this movie.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, how about as a character?
1: Well, I'm going to, you know, the one in the book is 15, so I'll say she's 15.
0: All right. We got a problem, Mr. Stanley.
1: She's just very,
0: uh... Yeah, Richard, would you like to come in for some questions?
1: She was in that movie Big Eyes that you liked. Big Eyes? About the lady who painted the big portrait?
0: Oh, no, that was good.
1: See, I said you liked it. She was the chick in that? She was, like, the daughter?
0: Daughter. I'm not remembering it that well.
1: Okay. She played the daughter in Big Eyes. She, at her young age, has twenty-three credits already.
0: The uh, porno version of that is pretty obvious. Big guys, uh-huh. eh, right? Am I right? Okay.
1: Anyway, in in the movie, uh, in in the movie, she is a main character, kind of. Yes. She's, uh, you know, this fifteen. She's year the old. secondary character. Yeah, she's the family. She's. She's someone that they really focus on in the movie. In the book it's it's just the it's just Nathan. And his name's not even Nathan, it's some other name I've never heard of.
0: Nathan, who's that? The father?
1: Yeah. Nathan Gardner is uh Nicholas Cage. In yes. the in the book it's it's a it's a it's a name I'm not quite uh Nahum. Uh
0: oh, weird
1: that's not a name I know.
0: I don't know about that. Nahum. Maybe they changed the names. Maybe things have gone away.
1: The other side, I, was, I was trying to mention this before, but it, in reading this book, you, you come up, uh, upon a lot of language that's no longer used. Oh, really? So I, I kind of uh, looked it up hmm. occasionally. There would be like a word that was spelled weirdly or something that I just didn't.
0: How about a household item you'd never heard of? Um... <laughs> you didn't come across one?
1: I don't think so. But you know what? It was interesting, and it made me think of, uh, Ed Sullivan. Hmm? How you would say the really big shoe. Yes. Shoe is a word. She shoe was... was a word back then.
0: Oh, what and was it?
1: It meant shop. It was interchangeable. Why? If you were going to shoe someone, you were going to show them. It's S-H-E-W. That
0: don't make no sense.
1: I, I guess that's why it's not used anymore. We don't need two words that are very similar. But yeah. maybe that was why he said really big shoe. Because it does mean show.
0: Bizarre. It was
1: inter- I thought it was interesting. So there's a lot of words like that. Like that's, I don't know. For someone like me, it's. Uh, I find that shit interesting.
0: Interesting.
1: Because I like to go down rabbit holes anyway, so uh, it was fun to find these words occasionally that I would just be like, "Oh, this is uh, something like this isn't used anymore." But
0: interesting. Now, what I want to know uh is what is Nicolas Cage up to now? Is he onto something new and brilliant?
1: Let's see. This movie came out in two thousand and nineteen. Uh, my guess is he's done 20 movies since then. Let's see.
0: That man is working.
1: Oh, he's, uh, in pre-production for the untitled Joe Exotic Project.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: As Joe Exotic.
0: Right, there you go.
1: So let's, let me see here. I said Color Out of Space 2019. Then he made Running with the Devil.
0: Hey, that sounds like a goddamn Van Halen song.
1: Kill Chain, Primal, Grand Island, or Grand Isle. So he was four, four major, uh, I don't want to say major, but four films since then. And, in, and then there's one called jiu Yeah. One called Prisoners of the Ghost Land. One called Pig, which those movies are all made and in post-production. So, since Colors Out of Space, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies what's, he's made.
0: What's big? Uh, what's
1: this big? Hold on. And he's currently filming two movies at once uh, The Croods 2 and Wally's Wonderland. He's uh-huh. filming two movies right now. Wally's
0: Wonderland. What?
1: And in pre production, he's got a movie. Ten Double Zero is in pre-production, as well as the Untitled Joe Exotic Project.
0: What's Running With the Devil?
1: Running With the Devil is, I think, like a, a cop movie?
0: That don't sound like a cop movie to me.
1: The CEO of an international <laughs> conglomerate sends two of his most regarded executives to investigate why shipments of cocaine are being hijacked and overcut somewhere on the supply chain. It's starring him and Lawrence Fishburne.
0: Oh, that's sad. It good.
1: gets a 5.4 out of 10 Ooh, that on sounds IMDb. Terrible. Uh, let's see. And you said you want to know what pig was? Yes. A truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wind wilderness must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she is kidnapped. <sighs> Okay I mean you know what To him it's a payday And I'm telling you It's either a million a week Or some sort of situation Where it's X amount of dollars for X amount of days And you get your shit And you have your shit well taken care of As far as your schedule Give him the money He does a great job for you No matter what the subject is Don't
0: speak for Nick
1: I'm speaking for Nick Nobody
0: speaks for Nick Okay
1: Okay. Uh, so there you go, 104 credits to uh, for Nick Cage. 104. He needs more. He needs more. He he does an insane amount of work.
0: This man needs more credits.
1: I. You know what? I can't fault him. He does his thing. I think I think it's more of a uh, statement on Hollywood than it is on the cage.
0: I think it's more of a "fuck you" to the Cope.
1: That's just like,
0: "Hey, bro, look what I did! All right, you fucking DJ, I got 104 credits. What do you got, Copey? All right, let's. I'm so much better than you. I've changed my name. It's like Vinnie Apice and Carmine Apice. Oh, it's the other way around. Hey, Cope. You're no fucking me. He's the Emilio Steves of the family.
1: Mark Coppola is a very nice person. He was very nice to me uh, when he was DJing at uh, K Rock, which is where I met him.
0: I got nothing against the Cope.
1: No, but he has (laughs) 20 credits. And it looks like he's been in a lot of stuff that his brother's been in.
0: Whenever I think of the Cope, I can't help but think of Brad. Fink bread,
1: that's Jimmy Fink.
0: Jimmy Fink, baby, who also DJs worked at K-Rock with other at, lives, huh?
1: He worked at K Rock at the same time, and I did get to meet him as well.
0: Fink bread. Mm-hmm. mm Hmm.
1: Uh. Anyway, the Cope is in Vampires Kiss.
0: Holy canelza.
1: Did I just blow your mind?
0: Yes. Who knew? I didn't know.
1: He's the joke guy. Whatever that means.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know the joke guy. Oh. By no guy who sells cheapy
1: no that's (laughs) that's the guy from blade runner
0: oh you want cheapy
1: no cheapy all right uh yeah so he's been in stuff uh quite a bit he wasn't leaving lost at vegas as well all right right, let's not uh let's not spend too much more time on the coppola family
0: maria conchita alonso what's her last part
1: what do you mean? That was her last part
0: Oh, there's three names? I thought there might be four
1: Maria Conchito Alonzo She's got so many her.
0: names she, That's why she doesn't work anymore That no one else to call her No, I don't think They're so lost number
1: She probably refused to have sex with somebody And that's why she doesn't work anymore Somebody Yeah, she's great She, for the, what is it, the 80s? She this is what happened 80s, to her She was huge?
0: She was huge And then uh, some Hayek came along And said, you know what? Get out of here. That's what. That's what happened. Is that? We only uh, got room for one uh, A, uh, Latin temptress.
1: Really? And what are, where is Penelope Cruz? She's now? on the
0: sidelines, saying, "Hey, oh yeah. What about these? What? Are, well, look at these things I got over here.
1: What, what do you mean? What are, what are these things? Her breasts. Oh, I see. All <laughs> right, and and Jenny from the block. So there seems to be quite a few Spanish people. Jenny from the Christina block. Christine Aguilera. She's on a
0: whole other plane. She's, uh-huh. That woman has no Shakira. class. She's got no class. She's oh, I see. She's, she's trash compared to, compared to uh, Summer Hayek.
1: I see. She's, oh, no. she's I royalty. And, I didn't know. Okay.
0: J-Lo is, you know, her name says it all. She's J-Lo. Oh, She's I see. lower. I she's Jenny from the block.
1: Uh-huh.
0: She's not Jenny from the castle.
1: I see, but Selma is Selma from the castle. Now that woman's enchanted. Okay. <laughs> okay. What? Excellent. Uh, people are wanting to know if you're going to do any more uh, reaction videos.
0: Oh, certainly.
1: Do you want to tell people that you were disenchanted with your reaction videos? Or no, i
0: was not disenchanted.
1: What is it then? You just got a little tired of it?
0: There's this whole thing going on. Everything's going on right now, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: It's
0: taking its big effect on everybody.
1: Okay. Uh-huh. Boom. So you think that you're not able to I'm just not
0: myself anymore. I don't know what's up. What's down, boom?
1: Okay, okay, boom. <laughs> I don't know why we have to keep saying that, but oh, okay. All right. Well, I think we've talked enough about this movie. You don't seem to want to talk about it. I will ask you.
0: I like it, but yeah.
1: On a scale of 1 to 10, David, what huh? do you give Color Out of Space?
0: I'm giving it a 7.
1: You son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> and the animals right on its tail. What? Okay. No, I liked it. I just, like I said, there were certain things I didn't like. And, uh, it was good. Not, it was good, but.
1: I, t- I, all things considered, taking it all in, uh, I'm giving it an eight and a half. Holy shit. That's right, motherfucker. I went there. 8.5 Aruni
0: uh, I think I got a crush on Richard Stanley I That's don't have
1: a... a crush on Richard Stanley Yeah,
0: he's like the Kevin Knight of filmmaking Or something I do have a crush on Kevin Knight Oh, Jesus
1: International, was it? Inter, inter Independent Wrestling Federation?
0: I don't know, it sounds like some sort of Sam Roberts stuff
1: Kevin Knight from the IWF
0: Hi Arr- Arr- Whoa, take it easy Kevin Sam Hayek want to talk to you
1: all right uh anyway i give it an eight and a half i think if you're a fan of the horror genre uh you will really like it and, and i think if you're a lovecraft fan whatever. it'd be interesting to hear what you think about uh richard stanley's take
0: well when i think of lovecraft uh-huh. i think of a hovercraft oh okay that's my problem and oh. a monocle and a monocle? a monocle and a hovercraft okay is this some sort of thing
1: no yeah
0: Oh, well, let's make a movie around that.
1: All right. Well, we can we can work on that for sure.
0: Monocle. Uh, it's uh-huh. called Monocle. But, uh, instead Monocle of, the musical? <laughs> yes, but instead of C-L-E, it's K-I-L-L.
1: Oh, Monocle your landlord. Monocle.
0: And it's like, it flashes. Kinda oh, like, shit. Kind of like motel, hello, like hello motel. But then the O is out and hell motel. I see. Motel Hell, I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah, my, well, my movie is Mo, hell, hell Motel.
1: Uh-huh. And we
0: got sued by Motel Hell. Oh, I yeah. see. And So I just said, okay, never mind.
1: Ah, uh, excellent. Well, I appreciate all that.
0: No, but what I'm saying is when oh, yeah. I was a kid, mm-hmm. I went to the 8th Street Playhouse. and okay. was abducted by aliens. Oh. No, I wasn't. Oh. I was abducted by homosexuals. What? No, I wasn't.
1: Were you abducted by I anyone? I could have been
0: if I wasn't careful.
1: The 8th Street Playhouse?
0: There was homeless way everywhere. Okay. No, but seriously.
1: Maybe they were following you.
0: <laughs> well, why wouldn't you? I don't know. That was gorgeous. Oh okay. now I uh, we I <laughs> saw <laughs> I saw a movie called Basket
1: Case. Oh, okay.
0: Now that was what I called horror.
1: Yes. And I think I, that's the kind of stuff he did prior. I think he did like a real indie horror type stuff.
0: I think he should get back to that.
1: I I I think you're.
0: <coughs> I don't know what that means.
1: I think you're being a, a bit of a jerk. Actually, I think he did a, a really really great job oh, on this right. movie.
0: I'm just playing.
1: Don't don't just play. This guy's already had a fucked up life because people were assholes. What's Why better? would you There's add
0: to it? Evil Dead?
1: Well, we got Bruce Campbell who's so fucking handsome.
0: Yeah, Evil Dead too.
1: I don't like Evil Dead too so much. Yeah, but
0: Evil Dead One, okay, resting on its laurels.
1: See, this is the this is my issue. I would say I like this better only because it's just it's so it's it's pretty polished. It's a pretty polished movie. It is a well, it is a good looking movie for twelve million dollars. Yeah, it is a really good looking movie. Fair enough. Really good looking.
0: All right, we get it.
1: It's amazing looking. Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, no, what I'm saying is, is that. Uh, you know, I I I would encourage people to rent it, or if it's available on like a uh, discount dot com, buy it there in on Blu Ray as Dave would probably recommend.
0: Either that or the guy on the corner who sells uh, his uh, rap tapes.
1: Yeah, those he guys might are not. I have a
0: copy of this too.
1: Uh, you have to understand, in the days of COVID, those guys are not out there right now.
0: Oh, COVIDio, mm-hmm. uh-huh. COVIDio tapes. Uh huh. COVIDio. Uh
1: huh. What do you want? You want to say it again?
0: Co-video yeah, 19. Honestly, it's a video rental place on 19th Street.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah,
0: Co-video 19.
1: What about Kim's Co-video?
0: Oh, underground. <laughs> Kim's underground. <laughs> underground video. Oh, I, I Acme Underground. Okay. Acme Underground. Relax, I barely know you.
1: All right. <laughs> now Dave wants to talk.
0: Uh, what? No, I'm not talking.
1: <laughs> what are you doing?
0: I don't know. I heard some things, that's all. All right. I'm not talking.
1: Well, you get ready for some some reaction videos then, since you seem to be in the mood.
0: I ain't saying a word, but I got to tell you
1: something. Well, uh, I
0: ain't saying a word. Okay. I gotta tell you one
1: thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I you know support this movie. I, I feel like this guy has been shat upon by the industry so much, and now this yeah. fucking COVID comes.
0: Why does this fucking guy make a movie with Wayne Brady? All right, they can fucking cry on each other's shoulders. Dave. Huh?
1: David. What? Dave. Yeah. Stop that. Oh,
0: what is it I'm doing?
1: You're being mean to Wayne Brady.
0: Oh, well, then I will definitely stop that because I love Wayne Brady.
1: Let me tell you something. I love Wayne Brady so much,
0: I think he should have been part of the Brady Bunch. I he love Wayne Brady. He could have Wayne been Brady. the adopted son.
1: I think Wayne Brady's uh, exceptional, and I think he's he's unfortunate in that he's so good at everything that people... people pigeonhole him. I would
0: agree. To the point where I think Oliver ruined the Brady Bunch but if they had introduced someone like Wayne Brady he might have just fit right in. It it was that the age. He,
1: was he? Wasn't he? I don't know. Oliver is an angry person right now.
0: Yeah, fuck Oliver, man.
1: Okay, we don't have to be and as yo, angry. Oliver. Fuck
0: you, uh, bro. We
1: don't have to be as angry as Oliver.
0: Oliver Reed. Oh. Uh, That's what I'm talking about.
1: Uh, all right. Uh, we love Wayne Brady And that's that
0: You know guys like Peter O'Toole They wouldn't stand for this crap What crap is this crap? You know this new stuff What new stuff? You know, this hierarchy
1: What hierarchy?
0: I don't know Things like that sound good though huh?
1: <laughs> this has been episode 81 Of the middle age cool kids Peter super
0: O'Toole t- is outraged
1: Terrific podcast featuring your pals Dave and, and Shecky Peter O'Toole? No Peter O'Toole And Peter Sellers, And no it's not the Two Peets.
0: Whoa. That would be a combo.
1: The Two Peets? Yeah.
0: Okay. But if it was those guys.
1: Uh, yes, well. All right. Uh, if you'd like to hear more episodes of the show, you can find them all at middleagedcoolkids.com. Uh, I am middleagedcool on Twitter and middleagedcoolkids on Gab. It's been, uh, it's been fun, and we will see you next time, America. What? What? Yeah.
0: what happened? You cocksucker!
2: You fucking cocksucker! You cocksucker! You cocksucker. Ah,